Hey, this is Luke O'Kelly with the Air Gigs In Session podcast. I'm bringing you a new segment called In Session Shorts, where we'll be hearing from top Air Gigs pros about lessons they learned from their best and worst studio experiences in 20 minutes or less. And in this episode of In Session Shorts, I'm going to be talking to producer, engineer, and composer Isha Erskine about some of his best and worst studio stories and lessons he learned. I'd love to hear, um, and you can, you know, feel free to leave out names or give as much or little detail as you want, but what was one of your worst session experiences and what did you learn from it? When I think of like uh, worst session because of other people, that's like one category and like bad experience for me that is from my end. So I was working with a producer um, at a pretty high level, <coughs> excuse me, making really good money. And we were recording at a different recording studio and I made the session like template before they arrived and then moved the session to their drive but Pro Tools was still allocating the files to the studio's computer. Okay, this is one of those, like, what did I learn? So they ended up going to another studio, and then, like, weeks later, we're, like, trying to work on the song. Like, we don't have any of the takes. Like, you should totally mess this up. And um, I was working with that person, that, like, production group regularly, and I sort of lost that job because of that mistake, and what I learned is that you just have to be super sure that your files are actually recording to the drive you think they're on. And there's specific things in Pro Tools you can do to make sure that's not the case. But uh, yeah, that's an easy uh, a mistake that can be made. Um, and then I've also seen like some people with serious anger management issues come in and just like, yell at people and threaten to beat them up and what i learned from that is like just don't do drugs kids (laughs) (laughs) you know like uh, i don't know obviously people have anger management issues and hopefully they can work through them but it's rough when you're in the studio and you're like oh let's another day in the studio let's make a record and then someone is just yelling at the top of their lungs and they're big and muscly and could like totally kick your ass as like a little (laughs) dude you know and uh (laughs) anyway yeah um and then like more recently from like a a remote perspective is that like sometimes you're working with someone and they seem like super excited and happy to work with you and then all of a sudden something switches and they like are super unhappy and suddenly like so pissed off that they just start like trying to like bully you and tell you that you're worthless and and like you're just a scam artist you know and and you're just like whoa what happened (laughs) if you had just nicely said i'd like to fix this i'd say i'd happy to be do more revisions for you but instead it's just like you fucked it up i don't know if you have to beep it out luke sorry no no um, you're good you got it (laughs) let her rip yeah yeah man i i hear that i think the remote thing similar to like long text conversations you know i think anytime you don't have that nonverbal communication it can be hard to hear the tone i've experienced sometimes people want to be cool and want to like yeah man cool cool yeah everything's cool they feel bad then like if all of a sudden they're like wait 
this isn't like how I pictured it or like I didn't like give feedback that was important. And I think in a in-person setting, you know, you can kind of like tap into that. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, I can tell that you think something's wrong. Please tell me what it is. Yes, you know? like, yeah, yeah, like they they might say like, you know, yeah, that's good. Or yeah, yeah, that's that's good. You know, and those are hugely yeah. different <laughs> like um, things. And obviously you don't have that when you're just messaging someone on a computer and so it can definitely be tricky to figure out what someone's trying to communicate or like where they're at yeah okay so kind of flipping the script what was one of your best session experiences you've already touched on some amazing ones um and definitely without question the ziggy marley record that i did that that won the grammy because ziggy like found me and flew me down to Los Angeles, you know, put me up in a place to stay. We worked at the Village Studios in Santa Monica, amazing musicians flying in from all over the world. Um, And just like, it was just great, you know? It was everything about it, you know? We had... We had the time, the the talent, the money to just make it the best, and those are those perfect situations that don't come along every all, all that often. Yeah, that sounds like the dream. I mean, it sounds like what everyone kind of you know envisions when they're wanting to do a lot of recording and mixing and producing. Um, so that's yeah. that's really cool. Was there anything in particular that you learned? Um, through that experience that you kind of take with you from that? Having a drum tech is so amazing. You know, we had Ross from Drum Doctors and every song we were like, oh, we kind of want it to be like this vibe. And so like, depending on the tempo, we might have different sized hi-hats or a kick drum with different muffling or tuned to a different pitch or just a whole different kick drum with different wood. You can like, if you have the time you can make it perfect and that is so fun yeah that sounds really amazing i know uh when i'm recording i'm kind of uh especially in my studio i'm kind of like drum tech engineer you know producing you know myself the drummer so having sure, and I do I do that too. I'm often the one out there tuning the drums, but to have someone else tuning the drums while you're listening in the studio and can give direct feedback, it's such a better way to work, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's also nice just to be able to kind of stay in your lane and be like they make it sound great out there, all I have to do is capture it. Yeah. Instead of actually going out there and being like, "Oh, we need a moon gel here." Oh, dunk dunk dunk. That lugs <laughs> flat. Twist it, you know, like Yeah. I'll, And I work with a lot of drummers that just don't know how to tune drums to sound as good as they need to under a microphone, you know? Like, you can tune a drum to kind of work live, but to have, like, no weird boingy overtone ring in the snare requires a pretty, like, accurate trained ear to hear those, like, micro-pitch differences between the lugs. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I've definitely heard a lot of sessions where you know they'll have a drum tech set things up before the session um but i've never heard of uh of a drum tech being at the session to handle that side of things so the drummer and the engineer can just kind of focus on their 
Yeah, on those big budget records, like on the uh, My Chemical Romance record, they were there every day, and they would they were tracking drums for like a while. They would like put new heads on once a week, you know, and just tune them up between takes. And same with like having a guitar tech, like the guitar tech would make sure the guitars were intonated every morning, and then they would like tune them between takes. So you're like, I'm going to play the chorus. All right, let's have our guitar tech tune the guitar and then hand it back to the guitar player, and then he'll record it again. They didn't even have to tune their own guitars, you know? It's yeah, dang. that's. Amazing. I mean, that makes sense if they have them live, you know, to to have that in the studios. I'm sure super, super helpful. Yeah, um, and like documentation too. Like if you need to go punch in a part later, they'll be like, oh, on this song we use the – Tama Rockstar snare or whatever, or oh, we use the Marshall Plexi with a Gibson SG, and then they can like bring it up again and punch it in and fix it like two months later if they need to. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's one thing that's interesting in my situation. Like this earlier this week when I was working on a on an album for someone, you know, I tracked five songs and then uh, the first one or four songs this week for this one artist and the first one once i sent them the files they like had one little fill they wanted me to do like going into a into yeah. a chorus and um they're like and that's how everything is else is great but i had been changing the drums around to kind of like the tuning messing with stuff like trying to get the yeah. vibe right on each song so i was like sweet i can totally do that but i'm gonna have to actually retrack the whole thing because i don't remember like exactly i'd like done a ton of ha different things with the snare and changed muffling and i was like i'm not gonna be able to get really, it really hard yeah exactly to to the it'd, same place it'd be easier just to do another take than like spend an hour and a half like oh just oh not quite um so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i that's that's pretty amazing that to have someone that they can like recall stuff like that on the fly yeah so that was In Session Shorts with Isha Erskine. He's offering an array of services on air gigs. Make sure to check him out on his profile. Everything from mixing, mastering, composing, audio editing, and even consulting. So go check him out if you're writing songs or making music. And we will be back with you next time.